to a Tuesday edition, episode number 77, 77 Sunset Strip. You, remember, you don't remember that, do you, Nick? I have That's no idea what you're singing. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a Nick at Night thing or something like that. I don't, I don't even think that's Nick at Night. I don't even know. You're probably thinking, how does he even know that? I used to live in the world, folks. <laughs> Not been a pastor all my life. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, yeah, episode 77. It's a Tuesday. Am I right? This is just the same. Man, this week is dragging by so far. You know, I hate Mondays. Yeah. And that was like the longest podcast we've had in a long time, too. That thing was dang near 12 minutes. What's wow. going on? Oh. Anyway, uh, so we'll try to make it a little shorter for Hopefully you. Well, they didn't today. have to pay extra for that. I know. They didn't. <laughs> you know, nice. Your subscription still covered the extra two minutes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know where I'm at now. <laughs> anyway, my name is Frank Johnson. I don't think I've even introduced myself yet. This is our morning take. Did I even say that, Logan? I don't even know. Uh, it's our morning take. Usually I'm here with a guy named Abraham Lawrence, and that's probably why I'm so discombobulated. I don't even have my my partner. But I do have a great man, uh, Nick Seaman. Say hi, Nick. Hi. I understand that your mom calls you Nikki. Yep. She... Uh she called me that, and then when I got to be about 13 or 14, I realized, wait a second, this is a girl's name. And, <laughs> I was going to say, that's oh, Logan's wife's name, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, so. here, here's a crazy thing. My brother's name is Casey, which okay. can't be a girl or a guy, but he's usually right. a guy. And so we all we both kind of struggled with that. We have What, did they names. call him Case when he was little then? No, they, they just called him Casey. No, I thought you called you Nikki and called him Case. Uh, <laughs> now you get it. Yeah, okay. I got you. All right, go. But... Uh, so we already struggle with that. Okay, then these twin girls come to our school. Mm-hmm. Their names are Nikki and Casey. You got to be kidding! No, it's it's. I thought my mom was joking. And y'all got married. <laughs> no, that would have been awesome, man. <laughs> it would, yeah, that'd be kind of crazy. Especially if you married Casey and he married Nikki. <laughs> yeah, that would. Oh my goodness, might have been real weird if we if it went the other way around. <laughs> and can you imagine one pastor marrying the four of you? Nikki, do you take Casey? And Casey, do you take Nikki? And Nikki, do you take Nikki? And Casey, do you take Casey? That Wait, been which crazy. one? I don't know. I'd want to accidentally marry my brother now. Just say I do. <laughs> all right, that's great. So how did we get on all that? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're in Luke chapter 5, sort of. We didn't even really start with it. Uh, I think I read a little bit of verse and, 1. Uh, I was going to say, what verses were you in? I was... Actually, I started with the last verse of verse 4, or chapter oh, okay. 4, uh, where it said uh, he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea, and we talked about how important that was to know that Jesus went to the synagogues. That's what he did. That's where mm-hmm. he went. And we need to do that, too, of course. And uh, chapter 5 starts off that it happened while that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the Word of God. So here he is. He's preaching. The crowds begin to grow. And and this isn't even because of any miracle he's done. He, just, he didn't do a miracle here or anything. He's just preaching the Word of God, and they're just flocking to him. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people are interested in actually hearing what God has to say. Yeah. Well, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, is what it says here in the, the NASB and Luke. In King uh, James as well. Lake of, yeah. yeah. And that's because that's what Luke called it. It's the Greek word for the Sea of Galilee. But this is the Sea of Galilee. And then later, I think John even calls it the Sea of Tiberias. Yeah. Because by the time John wrote his gospel, which was probably in 70 or 80 A.D., Tiberius was the Caesar, and he had renamed the, the Sea <laughs> yeah. of Tiberius. Didn't they build a city after Tiberius, too? Yeah, and I think a lot of a lot of names of cities, that's when they became like Galatia. The Ia is a, is a Roman thing. It's a Latin thing. So, right. So even even when you Ephesus. read, yeah, even when you read uh, back then, they probably didn't call a lot of that. That it was right. like probably about time of Tiberius when it changed. Yeah, Ephesus is Latin. Philippi, that's mm-hmm. Latin. It's actually the plural of 
Philip Philippus, right? It would be Philippus and Philip yeah. I would be the I don't know. Now I'm getting crazy. <laughs> it happened that the crowd was present around him. He, he, so he's standing by the uh, Sea of Galilee. Let's just call it that. And it was a lake. I know mm-hmm. we call it the Sea of Galilee, but it actually was a lake. It's a pretty good sized lake, too. Mm-hmm. You couldn't see across it. Right. It'd be like Lake Michigan. That's you know, not that big. Didn't it, it take like seven hours to sail across or something? I remember, or nine hours. I remember Long enough for the disciples to get scared to death with a storm. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's definitely big <laughs> enough for that. So it's not like your bathtub or something. Okay? Yeah. You, you, yeah and I think I've heard it's a very hours. deep lake, too. Yeah, I do know that it's well below sea level. Mm. Uh, not like the Dead Sea, of course, but yeah. the Sea of Galilee does uh, empty. The Jordan River empties out the other side and go, flows all the way down to the Dead Sea. Mm-hmm. I believe the Dead Sea is like 1,600 feet below sea level, <laughs> if I remember my geology right. But the Sea of Galilee is only about 600 feet below sea level. But it's still 600 feet below yeah. sea level. So, yeah, it's one of mm. those kind of seas. Anyway, uh, he saw two boats, and they were together. And we assume by the story, if you read the whole story and you kind of piece things together— these two boats belonged to Peter hmm. and Zebedee. Zebedee probably owned one of the boats, and Peter owned one of the boats, and they yeah. were in business together. And Zebedee was probably an older guy by this point, and so he pretty much just let his sons, James and John, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much take care of their boat. So so basically, this is who we had. And Peter, of course, had a very good uh, close brother in Andrew. So yeah. more than likely, Peter, Andrew, James and John were probably all together in these two boats. And I, mm-hmm. and I often wonder why Andrew is almost never mentioned in like I stories know. like this, because Peter and James and John are. Yeah. And I'm almost positive that Andrew's got to be like right there. Because yeah. And he's basically, he could be the first disciple. He was a disciple of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And it does say somewhere where <clears throat> Andrew and another disciple, which was probably John, was the first disciples, because mm-hmm. John usually never mentions his name. He just calls himself right. the one Jesus the loved. Jesus yeah, loved me. The best of all of them of all time. And Jesus loves me. Yeah. And then there's the other guys. <laughs> and then the rest of them. Yeah. He tolerated. <laughs> Not the Greeks have more than one thing for love, right? He agape me. The rest of them, he phileo. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, so so that's the, the boats that we're talking about. They're sitting on the edge of the lake. And it said the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. So, um, and then he got in the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little way from the land. So Simon obviously got in the boat with him. Mm-hmm. Now, if Simon got in the boat with him, he took his net with him. Now, I don't know if you understand much about first century A.D. Uh, fishing, but, of course, it didn't have—you're a great fisherman, too. I just thought about that. So you love oh, fishing, I wouldn't say right? great, but I like fishing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's like your thing. Like, that's your uh-huh. hobby, right? You really yeah. Enjoy. And, of course, you have this nice, wonderful line. Mm-hmm. What, like 10-pound test, 20-pound, 8-pound test, whatever you— Yeah. Whatever you, uh, yeah. yeah. And, of course, they don't have anything like that. There's mm-hmm. nothing, no filament, anything like that they could make. Otherwise, those nets would have been awesome. Yeah. Their nets were literally made out of linen. I don't know if they told you that in seminary or not, but they no. made it terrible. You didn't oh, know. Oh, man. Stop it. You should have said, oh, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The cannon yeah, can factory in Egypt, they made all these <laughs> nets. <laughs> yeah, they're made out of linen. And so that's why they had to dry. I don't know mm. if you knew this. And podcast listeners probably don't. But that's why they had to dry because mm. they get wet all night, the yeah. linen. And if, they, if you didn't give them a chance to dry, well, you know what happens to clothes that uh, you leave in the corner that, you know, yeah. out of the washer and you don't get them dried? Yeah. They mold. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so these nets would, they would mold and then they would, you know, they'd fall apart. And, Plus the fish smell. <laughs> yeah. And the, well, fish smell anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably make the net smell better. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so you've got these linen nets and they have to dry. And uh, that's uh, that's what they did. So that's what they were doing and mending their nets. Sometimes they would break, have little breaks. And, and so they would, they would mend them together with little patch kits. And, and he got into, so Jesus got into one of the boats, which was Simon's. And he asked him to put out a little way from the land. And uh, he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. A couple of things we need to notice there is he sits down to teach. And that's something that we've kind of not done anymore in the church. We mm-hmm. stand up to preach or, yeah. excuse me, or to teach. And we usually stand behind a pulpit or yeah. some kind of thing that we can p- spread our notes out on. Yeah, which is all Catholic tradition, but okay. <laughs> is that what that, is that where that it all is. comes from? Pews, pulpits, steeples is all Catholic We don't have tradition. pews. Yeah, so that's good. we just have chairs. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. I don't wear a tie anymore. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so at least yeah. I'm getting away. from I think there was a Nazi that came up with a tie. <laughs> oh my god! So everything's bad. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, he would sit and teach, and of course mm-hmm. that's what they all did back then. And yeah, uh, Moses would do that when he would sit down. You knew that it's time for judgment or teaching or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus sat on a boat and he taught. And the water acts as a natural amplifier, mm-hmm. and uh, so the people could hear a little bit better, and that's why he wanted to push out a little bit, and he began to teach them, teach them from there, right? Mm-hmm. And then something cool really happened. Jesus said, hey, Peter, let's go out in some deep water. <laughs> yeah. Kind of makes me think Jesus might have enjoyed a little fishing. What do you think? Yeah. Probably hit a zip code. <laughs> we'll talk to you more about it tomorrow. 